And we are back here, part three of my collaboration that I did with Adriana from Book of Thoughts. Uh, thank you all for not putting up with us. Thank you all for sticking it out with us. I know a three-parter is definitely longer and new, and so is this format of talking to someone. It will be getting fine-tuned as I start having some more collabs. Like I said, I have quite a few coming up, which I'm super excited about talking about a broad range of experiences of individuals with BPD. Um, and another um, account influencer, another person who I greatly admire and has been a big part of my journey of recovery and management of my BPD. Uh, that's coming up at the end of the month. I'm just going to kind of tease that a little bit. So you got to stick around with me. Um, just a reminder on part three here that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, counselor, therapist. I'm not a life coach. I'm just here sharing my journey with borderline personality disorder and my road of management and recovery. And I'm hoping to be able to share some other people's stories too. Stick around until the end of this episode. There is a giveaway going on. I'm going to be doing a draw on December 1st. All the details, like always, are in the show notes below. And I hope you all are having a very, very good week. Bye. Can you, we were talking about this earlier, you're like, Facebook advocacy and like a lot of the time like a major hashtag um, for those of you that like might not use Instagram is hashtag BPD warrior because we feel like we need to like advocate for things but Adri like explained or mentioned this thing that had to do with a sponsored Facebook post for book of thoughts and like I think that this is so important so if you're comfortable with it can you share the story that you shared with me earlier Yes, I also have an additional story to share because it came <laughs> from an organization and not just a random person. Okay. Um, so I have been, you know, paying for sponsored ads for the book to get the name out there and to get people, you know, interested and in looking at it and all that. And someone had commented on the ad and said, you know, I previously dated someone with BPD and, um, she did this, this, and this, and Book of Thoughts is a no-go for me. And I was like, well, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I didn't do anything to you. But my first reaction, and which is actually what I did, was I wrote a nasty comment back. And I was of like, course nope, you got to delete that. I deleted it. I deleted my impulsivity. And I was like, okay, let's... Let me sit down, let me breathe, and let me figure it out. So I went back and I wrote a very educational post to this person. Well, over a few days, um, or it took a few days for the person to respond back. Um, but by the end of it all, he actually stated, okay, you know what, maybe I will check out the website. I love that. And and that's, that's the goal, is like, that is my goal. I felt one person to say, okay, you know what? I had a bad experience and I clearly now don't like anyone with this disorder because that's clearly how he made it seem. I think it's important but though because you said that like there's more than one way for it to be borderline. Exactly. But he was like, I'll take the time to look at the website. You know what? Even if he didn't, he still said it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean he's not going to later. That doesn't mean he didn't save the post. You know, that doesn't mean he didn't write it down, whatever. But but that that's the goal. Um, another organization I actually reached out to to see if they would be able to either post the book or the ad or to be able to back it. And I would put their organization name in the back of my book because I do have um, a recognitions page with people who have like shared and have done things for me. Show notes below people, show notes below. Yeah. And um, uh, 
I reached out to this organization and their response back was, we will not, they were like, we will not post, we will not post the, the, the picture for your book because it doesn't show, show that there's hope. And I went off. I went off. What I does like, hope mean care. to people? Like, hope means something um, completely different to everyone. Like, well, I was like, first of all, my cover by both artists, by both artists, show that there's hope. Okay. Second, I talk about the. Can you hear my dog? Her like running around her little pitter patter. Um, I uh, I was like, second of all, there's quotes in here showing that there's hope. Third of all, it's structured in a way to show that with therapy and with the right resources and support group, you can get yep. better. And my very last and final poem of this entire book shows that I didn't act out. Mm -hmm. It shows that I laid in my pain and I was mindful of my pain and I laid there and cried and cried and cried. But you know what? I didn't self-harm. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. Didn't go out and have sex with a bunch of people. Yep. I laid there mindfully and that is hope. I did it once and I can do it again. And just like that one time I'm doing it and like I'm the biggest advocate for DBT skills. And like if you do it once, that's a huge accomplishment. So anyone who's listening that does it the one time, good for you because the first time is the hardest time to do it. And you and I have talked about this pre-recording about the times that like when we would hide our episodes and we'd be like sitting in the shower crying or whatever, like the first time that you mindfully sit there and you actively make the decision not to act out, I call them problematic behaviors or protest behaviors. So the first time that you either fully don't do it or you start doing that behavior and you stop yourself, that is a serious win. And I hope that each and every one of you that are hearing this gives yourself some credit for that because that's so freaking hard. Like people that are neurotypical might not understand that, but the first time let alone like the first couple times like as you're changing behavior that's so hard and I'm so proud of you because it's not an easy thing to overcome here at all at all and until like you might feel like you're alone in this and like somebody else doesn't understand but you have two people right now that understand like how difficult that what other people might call a small behavior like how difficult that is to overcome And I hope that each and every one of you knows that we are proud of you. And I'm speaking on your behalf here, but like, I think that you, you resonate with this message here. I, I a million percent do. And it's so important to be able to look back and say, I did it. Even if it is just once, Mm -hmm. even if it is half of a time, even if you usually do three different things and this time you only did one thing, it doesn't matter. You did it. And I think what's so important about that is just the fact that you made the conscious decision to not do something else. And because of that, that should show you hope. And because of that, that should show you that you have the ability to, to, you know, to be better than the stigma that we're given, to be better than maybe you used to be, to be, to be better than you have been but be better than you were yesterday exactly better than you were a minute ago I mean like recovery is not linear for me like it's not like we process it like from x to y like it is completely understandable to have setbacks and I hope that every single person listening knows that you are gonna have setbacks and don't think that's just gonna be easy because it's not easy like Nothing that's worth having is easy. Like, it's going to be hard. And know that, like, if you have a setback, that's completely okay. Everyone walking this journey has it. But it's the fact that you don't give up after that setback. And I hope that each and every one of you doesn't because, like, overcoming that setback is so important. And that's, like, how you move towards recovery. I completely agree. Like, I don't know. A lot of the time we end up hearing that, like, it's hard to overcome things. And, like, yeah, it's hard to, like, change who you are. But, like, you can do it. You can completely do it. 
I think it's just one step at a time. And I think we forget that sometimes it's, especially with having BPD, it's all or nothing, right? It's either <laughs> black or white thinking. Or, or black or white, or, you know, we're impulsive or, or we're not impulsive, but the world is gray and the world is colorful and the world is not only black and white and one step is better than no steps and three steps is better than one step and it's so important to be able to understand that there is gray in the world and there is color in the world because our entire lives and our entire way of thinking is so dichotomous and it's so you know just this or that but it's not how the world works and it's it's just really important to see that you know one time the one time that you do something or the one time you have to do something is is progress and and you're right recovery is not linear you know and we all have step backs, step backs, step backs. Well, I guess we have step backs too. Um, but we all have step backs and we all have days where we want to do things and we have those thoughts and everything. But it doesn't mean that the recovery journey is any less because we did that one thing that one time, you know. If you go through, you go through a hundred days and you haven't self-harmed and then you self-harm not once, you, you didn't go back. You didn't revert. You're still making progress. You just lasted a hundred days, you know, and now you start your, now you go to 101. Okay. Now, you know, now you go to 101 the next time and then it's 102 the next time, but that is so much better than you were the day before. Than, Yep. Then, then you, then you were the day before. Then you were a hundred days ago. Then you were, you know, whenever. And I, I think that it's just so important to see that any step in the right, any step in the forward direction, and any step that you take is so much better than not taking a step at all. I feel like that's the thing that gets lost so much is that people think that there's like, per, like perfection over progress, and really progress. For me at least I don't know like what your thoughts on this are but like progress is the most important thing for me is that like I'm not always going to be perfect and I think that like at least for me with my BPD like I'm a perfectionist like I feel that I need to always be perfect and it's my downfall but I forget the progress that I'm making and I think that those like daily check like checkpoints if you will but like I also keep a daily journal that like looking through things or like looking at how I'm reacting now versus how I would have reacted historically is like one of those major like aha moments. I'm like, if I had had the same thing experience, like happen a year and a half ago, I would like, oh my God, like it would not have been good. Like beyond catatonic on the floor. And like, when you can look back and realize those things, you're like, wow, I'm making huge amounts of progress that like I, if I were to just sit here day to day, I wouldn't have realized at all. I, yep. And that's, I don't remember if this was during the record session or at the beginning of this or not. Um, but I, it wasn't until I compiled all of the poems that I realized that, oh, wow, I've made progress and I am getting better. And there is something to all of this. And you can see a change in my writing and an outlook in the way that I write. And yeah, there are still days like yesterday. I mean, mm -hmm. I wrote something that was a lot more gray and sad maybe than I would have, you know, liked it to be. But that doesn't mean I don't have more happy days now. You know, that doesn't mean that I don't have more happy moments than I did a year ago or even a week ago. And you can see that transition. You can see that growth in my writing. And and it's hard to see that when you're in it every single day and you're, you're going through the motions and all you can focus on are the bad. But... It, it every every step is is a good step no matter where the step is the funny thing is that i feel like it's so much easier to recognize the progress in other people 
or like the transitions that they're making or the accomplishments that they have or like the daily successes than we allow ourselves to have in general in general pardon me whether that be where people with BPD or more neurotypical people like it's just easier to look at other people and be like they're doing so well um that we forget to celebrate our own successes if you will um oh there's just so many things I want to touch on here um I feel like I could do this for like another hour um we've been on the phone for five hours I know it's crazy and I think that's just part of like the connecting thing um (laughs) five hours I know it's crazy I feel so bad um why I don't feel bad actually like I'm just feeling like I need to say that um but when it comes to like feeling connected and everything if it came down to like you were first diagnosed and you felt like you had to diagnose this and say you're on Instagram, for example, what would your advice be to yourself when like reaching out to another person when you have no background about BPD and you don't know anyone who has it? Like, what would you say? What would I say to someone if I was just diagnosed? Yeah, or like, what would you say to connect with another person? Because like, I know for me, it was like, when you sent me that message, messaging you back was like, eh, oh my, it was almost like asking somebody out on a date. Like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so like nervous. Like, what are they going to think? Like, it was literally like asking somebody out on a date. I'm like, oh my God, like, what do I do? Like, eh. So like, what would you say when it comes to like reaching out to somebody when you don't feel like you have anyone in your, like, not necessarily your inner circle, but like, you've never met anyone who has BPD and you're freshly diagnosed. What is your advice? See, that, that's hard only because I don't know how the other person is going to react. Excellent and answer. I, I could tell you that if you have just been freshly diagnosed, you could reach out to me personally. You can message me on my Book of Thoughts Instagram or you can message me on my personal ALR uh, Instagram and I will be there for you. Um, because I I can't I can't tell you how someone else is gonna react and that's that's just it. And the last thing I want to tell you is how to how to message someone and then they don't respond because either they're scared or they're nervous or maybe they haven't fully come to a realization with their diagnosis or even they're embarrassed about it mm-hmm. or maybe they just didn't even see the message because it went to another box and they don't check that box. Or maybe they have ADHD and they're terrible at responding to messages, which is me. Or, or that. And I don't want that to be a deciding factor on someone reaching out again to someone else. So if you think that you have BPD or you've been just freshly diagnosed, you can reach out to me and I will respond to you. And... I don't care what you say. I don't care if you say, I don't know what to do and I I have BPD and hi. (laughs) I don't care if, you know, if you say, I don't know what to do and you were the only one I thought that I could reach out to. I, I don't, I don't care what you say, but just know that I am someone you can reach out to and I will not judge you. I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. But I, You're I here. think that, I, I think that when you do, if you want to reach out to someone because you don't think that you have an avenue or you don't have anyone to support you, I think just being honest. I think that's what it comes down to. Being honest and transparent and and anyone who is aware and anyone who knows that they have BPD, or I thinks that think... they have BPD. What? I said, or thinks that they have BPD. Like, I don't want people to be like, I need an official diagnosis to like have these feelings. Cause like, like you said, you thought for years that you had it and you didn't get an oh. official diagnosis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just mean that like, if, 
I'm assuming that if people are tagging BPD okay. or saying that they have BPD, that they have been diagnosed. Okay. So I'm saying that like, if someone reaches out to someone who has these hashtags or whatever, yeah. because this is how they found them, I would assume that the person that they're reaching out to understands what that's like, and they should be cognizant to, to respond in a friendly manner. That, that's what I mean. Like, there, there should be some sort of, of trust that's aligned in both people to know that, hey, if I'm being honest to this person on the internet because they've tagged all of these tags and they're stating that they feel the same way that I think that I'm feeling right now or that I am feeling right now, there should be a level of confidence to know that if I'm reaching out to this person, they're not going to shun me away or they're not going to tell me that I'm wrong yeah. or, or whatever, because there should be some sort of similarity. And that's, that's what I mean is like, if someone is projecting or putting on their profile that they have BPD or tagging a whole bunch of BPD things, there should be some sort of level of, of confidence to know that if you reach out to that person, they're going to understand. And so I think honesty and that, in that sense is probably how you should frame your, your message. You know, no one is going, no one who actually feels that way is going to say you're wrong or don't message me or, or, you know, whatever. And if they do, and I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk for everyone. If they do actually say that to you, then they don't have BPD. Absolutely. Because they know how isolating it is. And they know, they should know what it's like to not have someone. And and that is not okay. No. And I don't count them in my circle. I'm sorry, but I don't. <laughs> no, it's not like sorry about there. Like, it's such, like, an isolating disorder <laughs> that, like, I try very hard and, like, I might have to be, I might not be the best at responding instantly because, like, I had set up a Gmail account and I completely forgot that I did that. And, like, I felt terrible because then it, like, turned to a thing that was, like, oh, my God, you reached out to me about all these things. Like, I'm going to write you a dissertation about, like, everything that you inquired about. So, like, I'm, like, I'm so sorry. But I try to respond to every single person. Again, I don't have a huge following on Instagram. Like, I have a bigger, like, Spotify, like, podcast following but anyone who like voice messages me or sends me a dm like i am there because i was terrified too like i needed someone to connect with and i can't imagine how i would feel being like i'm new not new but like i've been freshly diagnosed and i just need someone to talk to like i can't imagine what that would feel like and then having like the immediate like rejection of i'm not gonna message you back and just be like at least like i i hear you and i see you and you are valid in what you're experiencing so thank you for being that person for this community or even just you know even just like hey i'm not in a good place or i can't respond these are the resources you should do absolutely this is what i recommend like that's totally about setting your own boundaries and being safe for yourself because again we're these people that are trying to like live our lives as in some capacity on the internet, but we need to keep ourselves safe too. And that's something that like, I don't necessarily think is talked about enough. And that might be a completely like other conversation that we have, but we need to keep ourselves safe as well. And like, that's tough because we have this feeling that we need to like help other people. But at the same time, we're like, we're also very emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. And I, I do think that there are, a lot of people who have BPD who are a lot more maybe triggered or or em- more vulnerable or more empathetic than possibly I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, if I know that I'm going through a bad time, I'm still going to message people back. Like, I'm, I'm still, if someone were to reach out to me and tell me that they're having a hard time and I know that I'm in the middle of a, an episode, I'm still going to say, Hey, I'm in an episode. I can't respond to you right now, but this is what you should do. Because I feel like, especially with having my book now that 
I need to be there for people mm-hmm. and I need to, I, I, I need to be someone who can step out of how I feel to be able to help other people. And that might be, that might be a disservice to me. That might be, you know, not the greatest thing. And that might be me being a people pleaser. Cause that's definitely me being a people pleaser. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm putting myself out there and if I'm going to say, Hey, buy my book or Hey, read my book because I feel the same way to you as you. And someone reaches out to me that who truly needs help and I don't help them. Why am I putting a book out there? Yeah. Why am I putting my thoughts and feelings out there if I can't do that? And I, I do think that there are a lot of people who have Instagrams or Tumblrs or whatever who it's just like their own kind of blog thing. And and maybe they don't want to talk to people and and maybe they, they don't want anyone to know who they are. And I think that that is completely fair and valid and okay. Um it's just, we don't know who those people are on the outside. So if someone were to reach out and just someone doesn't respond because they don't respond to anyone, we're not going to know. We're just yeah. going to know they didn't respond to me. And I don't want someone to feel that way. So again, to reiterate, if anyone feels this way or anyone has just been freshly diagnosed and they they need an outsource, an, a resource or in someone to, to relate to or, or talk to, you can reach out to me, um, and I will not ignore you. Um, I'm gonna have those and- um, those links down below for Adriana, um, and her Instagram below. She's very active. I will attest to that. I've had no problems getting in touch with her by Instagram, so I will link all of that below as long as with my own ways to contact me. And there's two people there. There's two people in the world at least, you know, in the Western Hemisphere. And I respond to people from all over the world. I've mentioned, like, Italy, Czechoslovakia, and India. Like, I, I respond. And Adriana would be the same way. Like, you're not alone. Like, reach out. There are good people out there. 100%. 100%. I agree. Um, so, we're getting into, like, a long spiel here. But something else... You mentioned that like where people are at with like their experiences and what they're feeling and something that I thought was truly unique about your project was this um, table of contents that you mentioned and this index. So can you walk me through this index that you have through your book? Like in addition to the three parts of the book through your own personal experience with recovery or management that you have, can you walk me through this like index that you have on how to walk through these poems and um, drawings or artistic examples so that people can work through things at their own pace or wherever they're at, like day to day with their journey with BPD and their management. Yeah, so in my table of contents, the very first thing that I have on there is a contents uh, key trigger warning uh, box. And it it has a symbol next to each type of trigger warning that there could be, at least in my book. So there is a self-harm or suicide. There is a sexual assault or a sex crime. There is eating disorder, there's drug use, and then there's alcohol use. Um, and next to each one of the poems, there is a symbol if there is a type of trigger that may be in each poem or is referenced or is talked about or, you know, in, in regards to that. And I, I, I thought that that was important. So it was, it was recommended to me by someone that I should categorize on what the poems are about. And I kind of took that and I was like, you know what, there's, there's going to be people who possibly are triggered and, 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 and that, that's okay. I'm not saying that, you know, being triggered by something that you read is, is a bad thing. But I wanted to make sure that I made it aware that if you are to read one of the poems, that you know what that poem is going to be about. And, and that was important to me to be able to share. Now, I didn't put that on each and every poem individually, but I did mm-hmm. put it in the, the, the contents 
section because I wanted people to be aware. So if you're going through the book and, you know, something may have possibly happened or you just did something or you're struggling with something and you have the book, I don't want you to read a bunch of poems and not be aware that they might be about that specific topic that you're struggling with. And so each one of the poems does have a symbol that does have a potential trigger topic. Um, so you are aware that there might be something referenced in each or in each of the poems that does have a, a trigger. Um, but I think also too, being able to, to look back just at my progress and anyone who does write or, you know, write lyrics or anything like that. It's really interesting to see how many trigger warnings are in explore and then not how many trigger warnings are in challenge and transcend. I love that. And then the, <laughs> and then the ones that are how much less frequent they are in the, in the latter chapters. That's and so interesting. Cause we hadn't talked about that. You had briefly like disclosed to me about these trigger warnings, but you hadn't mentioned that part. And that makes me so happy and like it brings me so much joy for you that like you've had this journey and like for me like I might not track my trigger warnings but that's the same thing that I've had is like it, it's just a way to visualize how far anyone has come in their progress and I love that for you is that you're going to have this printed version for the entire world to see of like how much different it can be in like 11 months or 10, 10 months yeah nine months like that's amazing, and I'm so happy for you for that. Like, that's crazy. I, so first, thank you. I don't know how to take compliments, so that's definitely a problem that I have. BPD. Um, <laughs> and I always, like, forget to thank people after they do it, because I it just, like, goes in one ear and yeah. out the other. But thank you. Uh, and and I, I definitely agree. I, I think that just looking back now, to be able to, to be like, oh my gosh, look at how many, you know, scissors and stop signs there are in Explore and how many there are not in Transcend is just like, what the heck? Like, you can definitely see the difference in my writing, the way that I'm writing, but also what I'm writing about. Yeah. And it does, so it does at the very end, one, two, three, four, five, the last six, um, last six, uh, poems really show how far I've come. Now I do talk about a lot of the triggers that are in the first, yeah, the first chapter, but you can see that I'm talking about them in ways that I'm looking past it and like a, not in like ways of me actually doing. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's a reflection of where I am and where I've been and not how I currently am. And I think that that's really important to see too, um, is that there is such a decrease in symbols and there's a decrease in, in how often and how deep I feel with sadness. Um, and I, it really is because of therapy it's because I was able to get the correct diagnosis and also because I have the support system you know and I think that that's really important for anyone who wants to make an attempt at finding their happiness and their light I love that like finding happiness and finding a way through it um you mentioned like tracking symbols. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have a mood tracker in this boot as or in this book as well, like a way to like track how you're feeling day to day. And I think this is something that's so important. Like so between your mood tracker and these like bookmarks and everything, like I love a good mood tracker. I have an app for my mood tracker. So can you just briefly plug your mood tracker? Yes. So I made a I made essentially like a journal and I'm actually, I'm going to print it out and have it available to purchase after the book is published. But um, yes. in there, I do have two pages and it's, it's what the tracker is. It's so the left side of the page has your, you to be able to track your moods and 
you know, how long you slept and your sleep schedule and if you took your meds and how many cups of water. You, I love this. You know, all of the important <laughs> things. Yeah, I, I think it's important to keep a schedule, especially when you have BPD, because it's like, if we're not on track and we're not on a schedule, we can become very dysregulated. Very. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, there's a date on there and it asks, how are you feeling right now? How do you feel after you slept? You know, how many cups of water have you drank? Did you take your medications in the morning? Yes or no. And then it has, you know, what is, what's one goal you want to do today or what's one thing you want to achieve? And then at the very, on the bottom, second half of the page, it, uh, you know, it says, what's your mood now? And did you take your nighttime meds? And did you achieve that goal? And, you know, it, it goes over those things. Cause I think it's important to be able to track that. And then on the right side of, of the page, cause I'm assuming you open it up like a book. So yeah. on the right side, it has like an actual notes section, um, to go over and to be like, Hey, I want to journal today, or this is how I felt, or I want to elaborate more, or this is what happened today. Um, cause I do think that is, that's very important when it comes to tracking your moods and tracking your progress is, is knowing how you felt and being able to see the, being able to see the, 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 the connection between yep. if I don't drink enough water, you know, for days on end, this is how I feel. Or if I don't get enough, you know, sleep at night, this is how I feel. And it's it's important to see that because I definitely have a problem with with sleeping. And I definitely have a problem <laughs> with, you know, wanting to stay up all night and research and, and get so deep into something that I'm doing. But I what? I said hyperfixation. Yes. Um, and just to stay up all night and do it. And I have to remember, I'm not going to feel good tomorrow. If I do that, I'm going to be extremely moody. I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to be mad at the world. You're and more prone to an episode or a tantrum. Yeah. And I know that about myself. So I try to be aware of how much sleep I'm getting. And if I feel that I'm, I'm getting to that point, I know I need to take a nap. I know I need to shut down and I need to be like, I'm going to take a nap and I will wake up in four hours and I'll let you know how I feel then. Like, I know that about myself, but if I didn't, if I wasn't tracking how I was feeling within the year and a half before I got diagnosed, I wouldn't know that. Nope. And I think it's important to be able to do that, to be self-aware so you can recognize when you are feeling a certain way to prevent any kind of mood disturbance and or possibility for impulsive or risky behavior. It's um it's funny that you talk about this mood tracker because I've mentioned before in the podcast like the extensive journals I keep. So I have like my free form journal where I just like write and just keep writing and then I have like a five minute journal, I have a happiness journal, I have a daily stoic journal. And like I honestly think that your mood tracker, like from what you describe, is like the best way to like encapsulate them all together which just brings me so much joy that it's one place instead of having to be like me who has like five or six different journals that we're having to manage on any given day. So like for me, like your mood tracker is just like bringing it down to two. So I have like the mood tracker that comes with book of thoughts. And then I have my daily journal because the journal that I use for free form writing is so important to me. Like that, that's a very critical part of that recovery for me. But like, I love the way you've like created this mood tracker and I think it's so important um especially because it also relates to the physical aspects of how things like water and food and sleep impact BPD because they're critical and we're so good at forgetting those things or like neglecting them if you will it's not that we forget it's just like there's other things that are more important so let's deal with that instead of our our like making sure that we get like eight ounces of water or whatever because we're so focus on other people or other things so like I I love that part of the book like so truly and I think I've mentioned this before that like this project is something that like the minute you reached out to me I was like oh my god yes this is something I can 100% stand behind um so before I get into this last part of something I'm gonna ask you to do can you talk us through how we can go about supporting your project yes so 
honestly, there's two major, major ways that you can support the project. One, um, a donation of any dollar amount, whether it's dollar, whether it's a hundred dollars, it, it honestly, every dollar goes so far, um, because 10% of all of the donations are going to go to two different organizations. It's, they're going to go to NAMI, which is National Alliance of Mental Illness, and then it's going to go to NEABPD, which is National Educational Alliance for uh, Borderline Personality Disorder. All links below in the notes, by the way. Perfect. Um, and and so your your monetary contribution isn't only going to me, but it's going to other people and other organizations that are going to assist people like us and who are, it's going to assist people who feel the same way that we feel. And, and that, I think that just goes so far. Um, But in addition to the two organizations that I'm going to be donating to, which I'm going to do on live. So everyone is going to see that I'm donating. I'm not just taking your money. Um, it also is going to be able to pay for the printing and the publishing of the book, um, the shipment and all of the additional, um, goodies that you get with your book. In addition to the illustrators and all of their hard work that has come with the book and being able to illustrate how I feel and illustrate how you guys feel. Um, because I do think that is extremely important when it comes to, when it, when it comes to. Uh, art is honestly a picture is worth a thousand words and on for for us a picture is worth ten thousand words we can relate to it so um (laughs) it's I, i think it's really important especially with the especially with the um the the artwork i have in here if anything i'm more i'm more you know dedicated to making sure that my illustrators are can you give a quick shout out to your illustrators while we're here? And again, I try and list everything below in the show notes, but you've been very passionate talking about your illustrators. So can we get a quick shout out to your illustrators on this project? Yes. So the first artist who has the main pieces of or the most amount of artwork in the book, in addition to the limited edition cover, is Sean Koff. Um, he is a major mental illness uh, artist in the community and he struggles with mental illness himself and so that's really where he started this project but he is he is the first artist and illustrator that I have and the second one is so is Sophia uh, Zamora her Instagram is like a e o and I'll show how to show down notes. Below, but <laughs> yeah. um, she is another person who is doing the illustrations and the standard cover for the artwork of the book um which is has already been posted so you'll be able to see what that looks like and then the third illustrator for the book is joshua alves um he is someone who is actually here in california with me who i know personally and um so yeah those are the three people that i have illustrating the works and i i I talk so much about them and I'm so passionate about them because they are so dedicated and so passionate about what they do and they are able and have been able to bring my work into a picture that encompasses everything that I've written with or without knowing about my poem yeah and i think that it's just so important to be able to have the pictures in addition to the words because some people are visual and some people are you know more literal and it's just it's i think it's just so important to be able to have both of those and just to break it up and make the book fun i mean no one likes just staring at black words on a white piece of paper for 150 pages you know i want to see color sometimes some of it is in color don't get me wrong um and i want to be able to see illustrations and i want to picture books i want to be five year old five years old and i want to flip through a picture book like let me do that you know so so I, I am, I'm very passionate about their work and I'm very passionate about the illustrators. And honestly, I probably talked them up more than anything in the book than even my, my work. But, um, 
yes, those are the three people that I have uh, illustrating the book. Well, while you don't hype yourself up enough, I'm going to be your own hype woman here and be like, this is such <laughs> an important project. I was talking to Audrey about this, or Audrey about this earlier, about how we, we both touched on this, how difficult it is for me in particular to talk about what I'm experiencing for, in using my own words and that I often require words of other people um, to do that. And for me, I wish that this project had been out there when I was first diagnosed to try and explain to everyone in my life, in particular my former spouse, what I was experiencing on a day-to-day basis, whether that be pre-diagnosis, just got my diagnosis, and how I'm trying to move forward in my life. Because I didn't have that. And the couple times that I tried to explain that, I just felt like I was completely invalidated to not use like other hyperbolic terms. But I needed something to help me. And I was telling Audrey about this earlier that like if I had this book, I could like bookmark to say like page 52. I don't know what's on page 52. I'm just given a number here. But page 52 to be like, oh my gosh, she's looking at what's on page 52 here, people. Just so you can know. <laughs> Look at that go. So page 52, but my experience with getting to my psychiatrist here, that's so freaking funny as if I said page 52. But something to say, like, this is what I deal with at any particular time. And that would have really helped me and felt very validating. And I'm not saying that each and every one of you needs to, like, go out and purchase this book. Like, I understand that everyone's at a different economic phase in their life. Yes, we have hand motions coming from Adriana. We will get to here in a second. But there's so many different ways to support different causes and advocacy. So just like share the page, share the message, share a post. I'm going to flip this over to Adriana here so that she can share her like thoughts on this. So it's not just me like popping in here. Yes. So everyone does have to buy the book. I do understand and and um I think yeah I think I do think that there are two main ways that you can you can um continue to 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 talk about it one is through any amount of a donation honestly a dollar gets you a dollar does a lot um hello sorry I that zoom problems right. zoom problems yes um but uh any donation helps it really does go very far i know that people say that and you know it a dollar does go very far i promise you um but the second thing is to share and talk about it i think you know that that's another thing is tell people about it you know tell people about what I'm doing and about what you are advocating for and share the posts and the, the poems that I have out there and the, the website and the Instagram website or the Facebook website, you know, I think that also goes so far. And, and just because you may not be able to, or you don't have the means to possibly donate right now, does not mean that you can't help because yeah. sharing helps so much. I, I couldn't even tell you, I might not have found this podcast if it wasn't for someone sharing and me going through my shared and sponsored, you know, ads to say, who's like this, who can I reach out to? You know, like I, I, I don't even know that I might not be here. <laughs> like, no kidding like same same for me like it, it's crazy how much not necessarily networking but how much like a hashtag or whatever can like connect you with people that you never thought that you would connect with and like I said yeah. I feel very connected with you not in like a FP favorite host kind of way but just in someone who has shared experiences and that's so empowering from my opinion yeah so I I definitely agree and I think that any donation or any sharing um of of the work is is just as important they are equally important um but yeah with that by the book <laughs> um with that being said i know we've hyped up book of thoughts i'm gonna keep saying it everything's gonna be listed down in the show notes people whether it be for the kickstarter anything along those lines um adrian doesn't know this but i'm actually going to put something out there to the listeners send me an email to borderlineandback at gmail.com or connect with me in the community section down below 
And I'm going to do a random draw for the listeners and I will select one person to issue a copy that I am paying for. Don't give me any heck over here, Adriana. I will buy you a copy of Book of Thoughts and I'm actually going to send you the Borderline Personality Workbook as well as the DBT uh, Workbook as well. Um, Because I think that these are all three very important resources and I'm very privileged to be a high functioning Borderline. Um, And I want to share these resources with you. So please connect with us. All I ask is that you send me an email or send me a DM, anything along those lines, community page, and just let me know that you're supporting Book of Thoughts um, here. It's a project that I'm truly, truly, truly passionate about. Um, If I was more creative, I wish that I could do something like this. And this podcast is my way of helping support this message and this advocacy and removing the stigma um so again connect with me i will do one draw on december 1st to get these resources out to you and i will figure out a way to get that shipped to you no matter where you are in the world um especially if you're not not that i'm going to be specific about where people are when it comes to the draw but so many of you don't have the resources that adriana and i do and i want to try and let you know that you're not alone And that if you don't have resources to therapy or connection, that there's at least two people in the world that are out here looking out for you. And that's at least Adriana and I. Um, She didn't know I was doing this. (laughs) She's getting a little bit emotional here. Um, But it's important to me. It's so important to me. I don't know how to word that to anyone on this podcast here. So please reach out, DM. If you reach out to Adriana directly, I'm hoping that she'll reach out to me so we can at least work on this project together again i'm self-funding this i believe in the arts wholeheartedly and just reach out it's going to be a copy of book of thoughts probably the basic version with the borderline personality workbook and the dialectical behavioral therapy skills workbook that adriana and i both plugged um we want to help you guys we don't want any of you i'm sorry i'm speaking for you adriana we don't want any of you to feel that you're alone at all because I think I can speak for both of us when I say we felt alone (laughs) at some point in this journey and we just want to be here to support you, whether that be through the workbooks or through some sort of art that allows you to express yourself. Um, Before we go, I'm going to hand it off to Adriana to share her her last thoughts and then we're going to have her read a poem from Book of Thoughts, which I absolutely love. Um, I am filled with joy (laughs) I did not know that you were doing that and I am crying over here (laughs) um yeah but um I just I I really just I I want everyone to know that they're not alone and I have felt alone for so long and I have felt like I was the odd one out and that I couldn't relate to anyone and I don't ever ever want anyone to feel that way and that's the entire point of this book and the entire point of why I am sending out my deepest darkest thoughts into the world because I know that I'm not alone and I need other people to know that they're not alone so with that (laughs) um I'm going to read two actually. Ooh, two. I'm I'm very excited. Yes. I thought about three, actually, because then it would, it might be a full, a full circumference of the, this, of the book. Actually, I'm going to do three. Okay. Author's choice. What? I said author's choice. Oh, yeah. So the first one is on page eight of the book. It's called Too Young for Emptiness. Sorry, can you tell um, us like which section this is from? Because we've outlined the three different sections. So if you don't mind saying page and then which section, that would be exceptional for the listeners. Yes. So it is on page eight. It is in Explore, which is the first chapter of the book, which is pre um episode pre-main episode okay um the poem is called too young for emptiness and there is a trigger warning of potential drug and alcohol 
content. Thank you for the trigger warning. Um, also, self-harm. Okay. Thank you for the disclosures. Um, yes. So, there is there's some reference to that. So, the first poem is called Too Young for Emptiness. Do you see innocence when you look at me or emptiness as I bleed? I'll never live up to your expectations. And how can I with these unfortunate situations? Did I have to grow up too fast? And was my childhood never meant to last? That I ponder all these years as my cheeks hold on to these warm tears. Only some have seen these fresh cuts and I know it drives you fucking nuts. But it's so much better than drinking or breathing in snow. So let's skip the intros and a fake hello. You'd act the same way if you lived in a world full of gray. So if you're going to judge, I'll be sure to hold a grudge. Do you see innocence when you look at me or a little girl trying to breathe? Damn. <laughs> so that is the first one. Um, the second one that I'm going to read is, or I just had it, okay, is Dichotomy. Okay. That is Ooh. also in the first, <laughs> yes, is also in the first section. Um, a little bit more self-aware of okay. where I was and how, what was going on and how I was feeling. Okay. Um, this has a potential trigger warning of death. Okay. Let's just say that. It, okay. it talks about it, but it doesn't say that it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so dichotomy is on page 33. And again, it's in Stolen Explore, which is the first section, first chapter. Um, what does it mean to be alive? All I want to do is lay down and die. Then seconds go by and I'm sky high. Am I sensitive or am I numb? Am I clever or am I dumb? emotional roller coasters and I succumb what the fuck is wrong with me nothing about me is normal you see nothing about me works in degrees I'm all or nothing a hyper bully <laughs> sorry everyone I'm just laughing because of hyperbole or hyperbole it might be a Canadian thing but just that word so pardon me for interjecting we also, we also talked about it earlier I told yeah. you I had a poem with it in there um is it black or is it white? Is this fight or is this flight? Who knows? Just let me write. We can't. Why can't we agree to disagree? I'm a dichotomy, you see. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> and then the last one. The last one I'm going to read is one of the last Actually, it's the last poem that I wrote in here. Um, I love this. I love this idea. And trigger warning for everything out there to be a trigger warning because it talks about everything. So okay. just FYI. Um, but it's on page 40, 144. It's called Tonight, 1016. And it is in Transcend. It is the very last poem in the entire book. And it's the very last poem that I wrote. Um, so it's called Tonight, 1016. Tonight, I sat in pain. Tonight, I laid on the floor in fetal position and cried. Tonight, I journaled instead of drinking. Tonight, I cried instead of cutting. Tonight, I listened to music instead of lashing out. Tonight, I sat in pain. Tonight, I was strong. Tonight, my workbook worked. Tonight, DBT worked. Tonight, my therapy worked. Tonight, my psychiatrist's voice worked. Tonight, I was strong. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't know how to, like... 
sorry, keep going if you have more. No, 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 that's, that's, it, that's it. Um, but with that, I just want everyone to know that there is light and there is hope. And again, with the right resources and the right support groups and the right people and the right psychiatrists and psychologists, quite frankly, um, there's happiness and you can find your happiness. And the symbol for borderline personality disorder is a sunflower. And um, I think that I, I think that a sunflower really does symbolize what we have to look forward to. So that is that is what the stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm over here getting like super emotional because at the point that I'm at um, in my journey for recovery or management, like that poem just it really resonates with me that like as you start building up your skills and for lack of better words resilience like that really encapsulates where you end up going is that you start realizing like it doesn't have to be all of those things but you start realizing that there's one part that you're good at and then two parts that you can build at and you kind of start building up on these things so the point that you reach the totality of everything that you're able to have work and that's so important to me and again it's not about being perfect it's about progress for me. So it's about doing one positive behavior instead of a negative behavior and then kind of like building on those things, kind of like Jenga or Lego. It's not about being perfect all at once. It's about building up to the point that you're resilient and to truly live, for lack of better words, the BPD warrior um, armor that we all strive to build. And that poem is just such a perfect encapsulation for me um, that it, it, it truly, it hit very close to home of where I'm at with my own personal journey. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, um, Adri. Like, I don't know how to fully articulate like how that made me feel. And like, maybe I need a card to show you what I'm feeling. Cause again, I'm not good with words um, and interpersonal effectiveness, but like, damn. Like that, that is one of those things I would show to other people. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and I'm going to close course. this podcast off, um, with saying thank you to Adriana for being so transparent with the questions I asked and for sharing your deeply personal words. I'm going to say thank you to each and every one of you that are listening. And like I always say at the end of every podcast is that, <laughs> I hope you're having an okay week and that even if you're not, um, that I hope you find something good in every week. Not everything is about being perfect. It's about progress over perfection for me and that in any time, I truly believe that there's something good to find in every single day, let alone every single week and that I truly believe that you're doing better than you think you're doing. We tend to put this negative per this negative viewpoint on all of us that we're failing or that we're struggling, but really there's small victories that we can celebrate in every single day and that you deserve some grace in yourself to give yourself some credit for how you're doing. But I'm actually going to give this final send off to Adriana here if she wants to send some last minute thoughts to everyone here before we sign off for the evening. I think in general, I, I think the only thing that I can truly say is as a whole, you are not alone and someone else feels the way that you do. And my dog is very actually adamant about that because she's playing with her toy. Um, <laughs> but you, you're, you're not alone and someone else feels the same way that you feel. And I don't know if that helps. I don't know if that makes you feel worse, but you are not broken and you are not alone. And there are people who do love you. They may just not show it in the same way that you do. And that's okay because we're all different. But if you need anything, we are both here to help and we're both here to talk to you. Um, within reason, of course, but, uh, uh, I think just truly like you, you 
are strong and you can do it and you're not alone because there are people who love you and there are people who feel the same way, unfortunately, but fortunately. So to steal Adriana's words, there's no one stronger than borderline. We are tough-ass people to swear because I've already been spraying them on this podcast, so what the fuck if I do it again? So there's no one stronger than a borderline. Um, please, like Adriana has said, feel free to reach out to either of us if you feel like you, you're not understood or you need someone to talk to. We are both here for you. Like I mentioned, I'm going to be doing a personal giveaway for this um, through my own funds. I will be paying Adriana, even if she tries to tell me that I'm not going to be paying her. She will be getting paid for her contributions to Book of Thoughts. Please feel, not, not even feel free, please go support Book of Thoughts on Instagram. Everything's going to be listed in the show notes below. And again, um, we both very strongly believe in the Borderline Personality Disorder Workbook by Dr. Daniel Fox, as well as the Dialectical Behavior Therapy Skills Workbook. So those will be included in this little package that I'm going to send out to anyone, no matter where they live, throughout this great, wide world, planet, whatever you want to call it, that we live in. I will be sending that out to you. And again, thank you for sticking with us. This is a longer episode, but it's such an important episode, um, in my personal opinion, so few of us get a chance to talk with another borderline, let alone another creative borderline like Adriana has here with an incredible message. And until the DBT mini that will be coming out tomorrow or Thursday, I hope you all have a fantastic week. You're doing better than you think you are. And remember to give yourself some grace. Um, we're all very hard on ourselves and we're our own worst critics. So please find a way to give yourself some positive energy. And until then, have a great night, evening, or great night, evening. What the heck am I talking about? Have a great evening, everyone, and I will talk to you later. Bye.